Hello again. Happy Christmas. And you are very welcome to the Women's Rugby Pod. I'm Johnny Hammond. And alongside me, back in harness in the WRP studio to share a mince pie and, who knows, a glass of mulled wine. It's World Cup winning Harlequins legend Rachel Burford. That's right, Johnny. I'm back. And a very happy Christmas to you too. And to you too. Yes, after Mohunt made a brilliant impact off the bench last week, we, the founders, are reunited. Yeah, thanks for that, Mo. It's great to be back. Um, And I know it's Christmas, but I've heard there's plenty for us to chat about still. That's right. A momentous day in store at Twickenham this Saturday as your Harlequins team take on Irish champions Leinster in the big game. And to help us preview the match, we'll be Seni Napu, Leinster's Irish International Centre. And we'll have head coach Karen Finlay joining us from Harlequins as she looks forward ahead to a historical occasion for her and the rest of our team. And as always, we reflect on the latest news of the Tours Premier 15s, which show your Quins go back to the top of the table. Yes, Johnny, but you know the reason why. We'll reflect on all the details from the last round of the matches in 2019. So all of that on the way, Berth. But uh, first of all, how was South Africa? What did you get up to? South Africa was good. I love Cape Town. Um, I was out there for the Rugby Athletes Commission meeting with World Rugby, um, which was on the Monday. But I managed to fly out straight after the Saracens game, jumped on a flight and then landed and got to watch a part of the the um sevens on day two so i got to watch the ends like the final parts but loved it um good to catch up with ruby tui and hear her thoughts um but they were they were something else and when you actually listen talk to her as well um the squad the players that they've got at home and yet they're still taking gold medals home it is quite frightening for the rest of the rest of the world yeah absolutely that's two from two from them yeah she was, she was very very engaging uh not heard her speak too much before you obviously get on with her her very well but no she she came across really well so you enjoy the sevens how did the meeting go a little bit humbling we were just talking off air and the whole experience of being in in Kenya you went down to Kenya as well a little bit humbling for you yeah um so after Cape Town I went along over to Kenya where I was doing some coaching clinics with the rugby patrons program and basically they they provide opportunities through rugby for um young children from you know, really underprivileged areas. And in Kenya, there's there's some really difficult sites to see when you're driving around. Um, but then when you go down to the rugby club, there's a rugby ball running around and all these kids come together. It's just, It was so, like you say, humbling. And it reminds you of how much you, you take things for granted. And actually, just what you saw, what I saw was these kids running around and it was as if there was no problems, no issues, nothing to worry about for that time that they were running around on the ball. And it was just really, you know, part of it was kind of quite sad to see, but also at the same time, it was just amazing to see, you know, again, rugby gives so much to, to people all around the world, no matter where you come from. And um, so I was really fortunate to be a part of that and and to be involved with the rugby patrons and, and um, 
there's actually something I'm, I want to look to do. So they don't have any boots. Most of them don't even have shoes. Um, and that's one of the really toughest things for the rugby patrons to get hold of. So I kind of want to do a bit of a, a shout out to all rugby clubs, all schools, any boots that people are chucking away. Like don't chuck them away, send them to me and we'll get them out there and we'll get these kids actually having some form of footwear on their feet when they get to, to run around and play rugby. They'll probably wear them all the time. They'll be that grateful for them. So yeah, I want to do a bit of... Um, bit of research into what clubs we can talk to to, to get some boots out to these kids. Oh, it sounds like a brilliant idea. And um, yeah, perhaps we'll sort of give a few more details in, in one of the pods in the, in the new year. But no, that's a tremendous uh, idea. Back to back to rugby uh, and the sevens. Slightly new formats to the, the men and women's combining. It's happened before, but it, it's far more regular now. And the new format and what have you, all, all working nicely. I have heard a few grumblings from, from players about, about the format and sort of having dead rubbers too early on in the tournament. Yeah, I think at the moment it's a real, it's a quite a mixed bag. I think the players um, aren't too sure about it right now because I think they want to just play more games. And, and what you're seeing is some teams only playing four games over a weekend, whereas, you know, they want to be playing six. And also it's quite worrying, you know, potentially, you know, if you've got the likes of New Zealand, Australia, who are playing six games week in, week out, and we talk about teams catching up with them. Well, if you're only playing four games each weekend, it's going to be quite a struggle. Um, to try and close that gap, to get more experience, to to win different games, to play against different oppositions. So there's a lot of um, kind of uncertainty around it in terms of how people feel about it. Um, I think from a spectator's side of view as well, you know, people travel to watch their team and, and some of them only see them for four games, want to see them for more. Um, so, yeah, I think it's at the moment, it's not sold, um, but only time will tell. Yeah, perhaps some, uh, some tweaking to be done. But uh, while you're away... Little uh, little Mo Hunt was uh, was in harness. She did well, didn't she? She did. She did. <laughs> no. All right, let's move on quickly. <laughs> no. She did do very well. Watch yeah, herself. <laughs> no, it was great for her to step in. Um, she's she's great on the mic. She loves she loves chatting and she talks some sense most of the time as the nine. Yeah, she's a nine. Simple <laughs> as that. I'm Sarah Hunter, and you're listening to the Women's Rugby Pod. So let's have a, a quick look back um, at the weekend's uh, results. Your uh, African trip, not sure how much you've, uh, you've seen, but uh, no, perhaps there wasn't you've. Much Wi Fi out there. Chatted to, to a few people. Um, start first with, um, with the league leaders going into the round. Uh, Saracens, their game against Richmond was postponed, um, of course, allowing you to. You, Quinns. You plural to uh, to bounce back to the top of the table. Uh, so real, real shame for for fans there. The the battle of the north, uh, field of Waterloo against DMP Sharks. DMP beginning well, not beginning, but continuing uh, what is a, a a strong season for them. Yeah, they seem to be growing week in week out. Um, you know, this will be a fixture that they definitely would have targeted and wanted to perform well in. Um, and yeah, so you know, I'm not surprised to see that result that they got 27 points against 10. Against firewood, yeah, and it's a um, big occasion for the club as as well up there. They thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, the game was streamed. Um, Jill Burns, MBE on commentary uh, with Nick <laughs> Mrs. Keith. Waterloo. Yeah, Mrs. <laughs> Waterloo. Um, yeah, I remember doing the 2010 World Cup with her. Actually, she's great, great company. Um, so yeah, it would have been a, a great day for the company and looked after uh, those TV guys very well. Um, on to uh, Loughborough Lightning. Uh, against Bristol, 55-7. 
Yeah, I, do you know what? I think we, we spoke about this a little bit. I didn't expect to see such a big score. Bristol Bears seem to be struggling at the moment and they had Emily Scarrett back next week, which does make a big difference to a side. Um, yeah, look, I think Kim Oliver... Bristol, Be- Bristol had Amber Reid was back. She's just as uh, sort of totem pole-like for Bristol as uh, Emily Scarrett is for, for Loughborough Lightning, but but still not able to stem that. that, that yeah, that no, I think that's difficult on Amber. You know, that'll be her first game back in a of very course, long yeah. time. So to make such an impact would be difficult, but I'm sure she would have brought some leadership to that side. But, you know, I reckon they'll probably just have a real look at where maybe some of the things are going wrong for them at the moment because they've had a bit of a bad run. Um, but... Look, that doesn't mean they can't turn it around. And I'm sure Kim Oliver will be <laughs> deep in thoughts uh, at how she can try and bring her team back round to winning ways again. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, your guys, 38-10 um, against Worcester. Yeah, good performance from the club um, in quite tough conditions as well to get another bonus point and to, to bounce back and perform well after, you know, that that disappointing defeat to Saracens um, is really good for the club um, but again you see um, the glances of brilliance of what Worcester can do um, and the likes of Lydia Thompson who can just kind of find a bit of space and and do damage um, against any side is, is really you know you know they're not there yet but they're definitely going to be pushing um, in the years to come got to go there uh, you you played in a Saris game Mo Hunt and I were discussing last week on the pod um, about that game. We felt it was, it, it was fairly significant. Now, I know you've not been around the squad and what have you, so you can only talk from a, a completely personal point of view. Is that a big dent or, or a little bump? Um, look, I think we've been there before, which is probably the worrying thing, that we haven't learned from it and we don't know how to That's keep kind of that. Point, yeah. yeah, so I think, look, I know that the leadership group had a meeting last week um, and with the coaches, so there's been a real open table about it and trying to work out what, what's gone wrong, what's what we can do, what we can influence. You know, the difference in penalty counts either end then reflects... Either half. Was, exactly, so yeah. it's kind of like... You know, the half that we had in the first half, Sarri's had in the second half. And, you know, but the problem is, you know, we had opportunities again to win it. Um, And maybe it's about us having a bit more clarity about what we could do in those positions, which will help us going forward. Because, look, I think whenever we play against Saracens, it's always going to be tight. And we've got to learn to win those small margins. Um, But, yeah, look, both clubs said it. You don't win the league now. Um, you know, there's lots still to go. There's so much rugby to be played still. There's so much for us to grow, for them to grow. But yeah, we are disappointed. And it's probably more from the fact, like I said, we've been here before. And that's probably what's even more frustrating is the fact that Sarri's, you know, got the edge over again and get the bragging rights again. Um, But look, it just all fuels for the next time, doesn't it? So bring on the new year. Yeah, absolutely. Just thinking while you you were, talking there that actually uh, we spoke just a moment ago about 2010 and actually Gary Street your coach New Zealand with a nemesis he worked a huge amount on your squad 2010 between 2010-2014 to get mentally right for that World Cup in 2014 okay he didn't have to play the, the Black Friends in the end but uh, but still he's a he's a good man alongside Karen Finley to, to guide you through the, the last uh, game from for the weekend um, was an absolute 
cracker down at Twyford Avenue. Uh, Wasp 17, Gloucester Hartbury 22. Susie Appleby's last game, she bows out on a on a dramatic late win. Yeah, I think the girls would have been really pleased to give her a great send-off. Um, yeah, I think just on that, she's built something really really good down at Gloucester Hartbury. She started laying those foundations uh, and, and now it's her time to flee the nest and let somebody else take over. But yeah, I think, you know, we've been watching Wasps. Uh, you know, they obviously pushed Saris really closely a couple of weeks before. They've been back onto the winning ways. They've got some of their players back um, and in fine form. So, you know, that's, that's a, a decision one way or another to who turns out in that result. And are we looking at who could be potentially battling out that third stroke, fourth position right there? Yeah, I agree. That's right. It was a, it was a big game. Mohan said, uh, said the same last week. I must just say, huge congratulations to Sean Lynn, uh, who was revealed last week as the new head of women's rugby at Hartbury University and College O'Roll, which will see him become the new head coach of Gloucester Hartbury women's team as well. So he's been in and amongst the mix. And I know Susie Appleby has uh, tweeted uh, that she couldn't have left her old role in better hands. So many congratulations to Sean and we'll see his impact in the new year. It would be remiss as well not to congratulate Claire Cripps, formerly Purdy, on her 250th appearance for Wasps. Many congratulations to, to her. So Quinn's finished the calendar year with a league win, but of course, that's not it for 2019. On Saturday night at 7pm at the home of English Rugby, there will be a women's club game played on the hallowed turf for the first time, by our reckoning anyway. Following the Quinn's Leicester-Gallagher Premiership match, Quinn's ladies will take on Ireland's number one women's side, Leinster. And with us to look ahead to that game now is friend of the WRP, Leinster's superstar centre, Seni Napu. Merry Christmas to you, Sene. Merry Christmas to you guys, Johnny and Booth. How are you? Are you um, all wrapped? I'm, uh, I've got the last wee lot. <laughs> the last wee lot, but I'll wrap it I'll finish it off <laughs> this afternoon. Otherwise, I'll see it. How about you guys? Yeah, wrapping in Baileys tonight. That's the general uh, general theme in the H household on Christmas, uh, or leading <laughs> up to Christmas Eve. You, Berth? I'm done. I did all before I went to Kenya, so it's all wrapped under the tree. It's done. She's, she's so, so yeah, she's so organised, isn't she? But uh, I mean, that, that kind of leads us neatly on, actually, in terms of segue. But because because not easy. Um, you guys uh, and Leinster, Irish champions, coming over to to Twickenham to play on the uh, on the twenty eighth. Not easy to squeeze that in, sort of in around this uh, Christmas New Year period. Yeah, it, it's a uh, it's a bit different. That, that's for sure. But certainly, it's a special occasion. So, um, you know, it's something that our, our girls are looking forward to, and something that it's um, because it's quite new. It's just sort of in terms of managing around um, a typical festive season where you, you're usually with your family and friends or watching the men's games or things like that. So this time, because we'll be playing, we'll. We've been kind of, you know, I suppose in some ways mentally preparing for it um, for the last sort of few months since um, since finding out about it. So it's um, no, it's it's exciting time, and we're really grateful to even be part of it. It's a, ha, it's ha, a historic occasion. Senate, sorry, from your point of view uh, over over the sea, there, how did it come about? How, how were your players told? Were you involved in discussions? Were you consulted? Oh, we'll go right on there. <laughs> um, we. To be honest, initially before our season started, um, um, there, there was always ideas of 
trying to get uh, you know warm up games for our season, um, and it's just one of those things that it doesn't really align. As in, uh, um, we enter our intro season when um, the Terrells premieres kind of. Um, it, the, the timing sort of wasn't ideal, so I suppose in terms of having a game at this time of the year, um, probably the intention was to be a bit better for both teams to get to get that that match. And um, the fact that um, both teams also sponsored by Adidas was huge, um, hugely beneficial. And it, yeah, it's just an exciting um, game to be played and um, something that we're all really uh, proud to be part of and um, get out on that pitch. And, and Adidas has been really, really supportive as well. Leinster Branch have been really supportive, as I'm sure Harlequins with the women's team. Yeah, I was just going to say, Sene, I, I don't know if you found in the past, but I always wanted a game over Christmas time because that first January training session when you come back, and normally it's like fitness testing, international training, you are so sore because you've you've just missed two weeks of doing contact. The effect that has come January, the first weekend when you're back out there, back training or playing, it's awful, isn't it? So hopefully this is actually going to put us in good stead and we won't have so many of those aches and pains after the first um, contact session. Yeah, exactly that. Exactly that, Berth. And it's, it's also really cool for women's teams to be part of um, the big game tradition in general. I mean, even as a fan of, of you know, and... and um, Harlequins in the past and being involved in that kind of environment and atmosphere, you, you almost in some ways would never imagine that um, a women's team would get to play in that same sort of um, venue and and things like that. So that that's also another really important stepping stone in, in the game overall. And and like you say, Berth, it's good to get a, um, a run around before, um, for example, f- for us, we're, we're straight into camp the weekend after. So, um, yeah, it, it's... Um, it's a bit of a busy Christmas, that, that's, that's for sure. Busier than usual, probably. Yeah, I think, you know, Harlequins, we, we talk about it time and time again, that they, they kind of set the bar and do things differently and try and put the women's game on a different different level. But, like, for me, I'm really proud of this because this is something that's really important to the men's team. And for them to open it up to us is just, you know, it's just so supportive of them, inclusive, and just it really makes you feel like you're part of one whole club. And as you say, you've got great sponsors behind us um, with Adidas and Lenz who have been superbly, you know, involved in all the decision-making. And it's just, it's so good that something is happening and where this might then grow and build and what might come next is pretty exciting to see don't you think Johnny yeah I, I was just going to say I think it's actually sort of a, a little taste of the future isn't it ladies you know actually some European club games now obviously got a bit of a long way to go and some logistics to sort out but this could be the, sort of the, the seed from where it all starts it is really really exciting for the women's game yeah it is and it's really interesting in terms of um you know, being part of, uh, say, Leinster uh, as a franchise, which has been incredibly fantastic for us, um, and being involved in the last few years, I've noticed a real um, uh, openness to to the change in terms of the growth of the women's game, which has been extremely positive, and, um, you know, to the fact where a lot of uh, traditionally, you know, I'm not sure about other teams, but it, it's not um, often where a lot of the players would have some really strong relationships with the different t- departments in the branch. And that's been s- somewhat um, really important in terms of this movement forward in the game. Um, for example, you know, a lot of us are, 
have good relationships with you know commercial department, rugby development department, and and having those conversations quite often so that there's an education piece around what is kind of required at this level for the women's game because to, because it wouldn't have been there before, and so the fact that they're, they're open to um, involving the players in you know those sorts of decisions and then even moving forward from a branding point of view they're involving us uh let's do rugby involving the women's game in that so that you know um we're moving forward in terms of how the game of rule is promoted to the wider community and ensuring that the women's a part of it so i found personally that that's been a real positive as well from this whole um occasion with the, the harlequins leinster women's uh, big game trial so in terms of on the field Sene, then um how difficult is it going to be to sort of drop back into the season, as it were, against a team who are playing sort of week in, week out at a very, very high standard? That's going to be a, going to be a, a big challenge, I would have thought. Oh, that's going to be um, that's going to be huge, hugely uh, a difficult challenge for us. You know, we've um, with massive respect for Harlequins women's uh, the women's team, and um, they've had a you guys both have had a great season so far. Um, incredibly strong all over the park personnel is uh, you know you've got so much experience in there so um yeah at the same time same time we'll, we'll back ourselves as well and um uh sort of just be quite process focused and uh while it's a massive occasion we'll hope to, to not let the occasion get too too far ahead of us um because uh, at the same time you know we're there to, to um put in a strong performance and, and um play our little hearts out for Leinster rugby so go on then, can you give us an insight to, to what your prep is this week? Like when are you girls flying over? Are you getting together to train at all this week? I mean, um, it's quite yeah, a busy we, period. We, we, we've had a couple of sessions together. We actually, to be honest, um, because we're in the middle of our club season, um, some of the girls have come off the November internationals and things like that. So um, it, it's, uh, to be honest, it's not... Um, 100% ideal, but it's certainly um, an opportunity that we're managing as best as we can. Um, had a couple of sessions, and then we'll get a team run in um, on the, on the uh, Friday uh, before we leave to fly, fly out on that Friday night. And then uh, we, we, we travel back to Dublin on the Sunday morning. And I mean, it's quite, we talk about the games historic, but actually playing at Twickenham is also pretty historic. And, and you and I have done that on plenty of occasions. I mean, how are the girls feeling, you know, that haven't experienced that and, and what, you know, what are they looking forward to most? They're looking forward to, um, that, that's, a, that's a great question. And it's very different for a lot of the girls. Um, we've got a few uh, young girls um, with, a, with a few, a uh, couple of new girls that um, perhaps weren't involved in the season, um, but have, now an opportunity to play, which is which is fantastic. Um, some girls are unavailable through injury and, and those sorts of things. So, um, to be honest, a lot of the girls are just really excited to get going and to to experience that uh, feeling and, and emotion of playing in, in a stadium like uh, Twickenham in, in London. And for pretty much a lot of the team, it will be their first time ever um, traveling away to play um, for Leinster rugby. Of course, up against some of your old teammates. Are you one of those people who absolutely relishes that, or would you would you go a little bit easy on birth here? Please, please do. I quite like it to do the podcast in the new year. Oh, man. Um, no, look, I, I admire all the girls. I, I love the girls. I, I honestly, and, and I, it's no secret. You know, a lot of I've been very, very fortunate. Um, to be involved with a number of different teams and some girls are really, really lucky to be one man club type of, you know, person. Um, 
it's very different for me but being involved in, in Quinns it was great to meet the girls and um, oh no I, I love those girls and when I'm playing I think I'm look at the end of the day it's you know going over there to, to um, play as best as we can and perform for our province here in Leinster Rugby and, and at the same time um, you know rugby is honestly this will sound so cheesy but rugby is a winner at the end of the day as well and um, you just want to get the game better overall so when someone does something you know amazing you've just got to sort of you know you have that little bit of a oh yeah that, that was actually really awesome and we couldn't do anything about it or, or vice versa um so you know those things so that happens in games but um now certainly I'm, I'm excited to see um you know i'm really happy also for, for birth to be back i know birth was out for a while so this is uh this is obviously going to be an exciting game for yourself as well i always think with that like the best competitors want to play against the best and love playing in tough fixtures they're the ones yeah. you all really look forward to so I'm certainly looking forward to you know playing against Sene again it's just tough cookie that one oh here we go <laughs> there's a lot of Christmas love flowing around a lot of Christmas love flowing around and I'm just going to throw a little bit more your way Sene as well because uh, congratulations on uh, on your inclusion on the uh, the Ireland squad as well for the Six Nations oh thank you Johnny Absolutely brilliant. Look, Sally, we'll, we'll wrap it up there. We'll uh, we'll let you get off and, uh, and carry on your Christmas shopping or, or laying the fire or, or whatever it is. And um, yeah, going to be there at Twickenham myself as well, as, as obviously will birth will be. So uh, we look forward to seeing you next weekend. In the meantime, have a great Christmas. Oh, brilliant. Thank you, guys. Thank, have an amazing Christmas as well. And I'll see you guys soon. Yeah, take care, Sally. Thank you. Awesome. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Yeah, she's one of those people alongside yourself. I'm, yeah, let's just keep the love thing going on. Um, but it, it's, it's, no, it's no coincidence, is it, that um, people like yourselves uh, are massive instigators in the game and seem to be around when these historic things come about. And, and you know, that, that big game at Twickenham is, is historic uh, and is, and is a, a massive achievement for, for the province and, and especially for Harlequin. Yeah, I think everybody feels that way. Um, you know, historically, we've been there watching the game, watching and supporting the men. And, you know, it's such a fantastic occasion. Like, not necessarily you're going to get Quinn's supporters or necessarily Leinster supporters in there, but you're just going to get people that it's the festive season, people going to come down, meet with their old friends, meet old club mates, join in and just have a really good weekend, good um, fun supporting rugby and you get two games as well the men and the women yeah absolutely so just finally on the field what are you expecting from Sunny and her troop the Irish champions of course provincial champions yeah well look I think they're going to use all of that experience and um, competitiveness that they've had over their season you know you don't get back-to-back champions without being mentally tough, um, knowing how to play games out and to win tight games, but also big occasions. You know, the, the provinces that they play against is, you know, they all come together for a short period and they've got to deliver. So, you know, there's going to be a lot of questions that we're going to have to answer against them. But, you know, we're, we're going well this season and we've got plenty of depth and it's just it's just going to be a great opportunity. And I just hope we, we put in a good performance, whatever the end result, obviously, we want. I want Harlequins to win, but we want this to be a great performance from both teams and hopefully be a real tight encounter. So clearly Leinster very up for this game on Saturday, as no doubt will be Harlequins co-head coach, Karen Friendly, who's on the line now. Merry Christmas to you, Karen Friendly, better known as, uh, as Jock. This Saturday... Um, Obviously, we'll get through Christmas first, but it's a hugely exciting occasion. It's a historic occasion. Oh, yeah. I mean, Merry Christmas, Bart, Johnny. Um, 
the it's a massive opportunity for um, Harlequins. Um, I think it's yet another demonstration of how committed they are to really, really supporting the game and a yeah, really inclusive approach for the club and really driving um, the whole profile in a women's rugby, really, and getting behind the women's game. So the, the fact that we're going to get to be part of such a momentous occasion because the lads, um, so they're so excited and really look forward to every year. It's phenomenally proud for the fans to be part of um, and, and really try and lift, lift the rafters at Twickenham. So for us to have the opportunity opportunity to be part of the same day it's just fantastic okay how did it, how did it come about were you, were you involved in that process at all yeah i mean I, I mean only in terms of like obviously they came to myself and gary and they said if there was this opportunity um you know how would we feel about it would we want to play because clearly it's you know it's a it's it's the end of the tittles we're finished with that at the moment players are going to go into a break etc and also it's important for a break for the staff but when they came to me and Gary I mean it was a bit of a, it was a bit of a rhetorical question we were always always <laughs> going to say absolutely yes to an opportunity like that because it's fantastic for the management team the players are really excited about it um, and it just gets another chance to showcase women's rugby yeah absolutely obviously off the back of a a block of a Tyrrell's premier 15s games have you had yep. much training time together or has it just been the sort of talking about the game and the experience of playing in a stadium such as Twickenham yeah I mean we obviously we trained right up until last weekend and our our last league fixture um, for 2019 against Worcester at home we obviously played that last weekend and and the players have been hugely committed I mean we've been at it since um, pre-season in July so we wanted them to get to the end of the like the proper competitive fixture season at the weekend and then we just want them to go off this week and really enjoy some time with their close friends and their family and truly enjoy Christmas because that recharge in a batteries is as important so we'll just come into the game we're squad a very settled squad um and you know we know what we want to do we know what we want to play like you know we'll stick to our game plan and our processes so it's it's been an opportunity for the players i think in the next seven days to really just enjoy themselves and what are you expecting from leinster back-to-back irish provincial champions yeah i mean i think it'll be a fantastic occasion i think it'll be you know i mean these players train really, really hard to play in these big, exciting, competitive matches, and there's nothing more exciting than them getting to play at the home English rugby um, on, on on a fantastic surface. So um, I, I think it'll be a really, really competitive, hard-fought game. But I mean, I mean that's what we want in the women's that's what we want in women's rugby at the moment, and I think there's been plenty of that this season. There's just been such an incremental growth season on season in terms of how competitive the game is and and the level at which these players are now playing at, and especially now with the dawn of full time contracts, etc. So I think it'll be a humdinger. Well, yeah, that's, absolutely. I hope so. Um, and it's being streamed as well, so if people can't get down to, to Twickenham, then they can go to the, the Quinn's website and watch it that way. It's another another way of exposing it as well, which is a, another plus yeah. point from Quinn's. Yeah, I mean, I think I think we'll just be such, you know, we uh, there's been really good growth in our crowds at home at the Stoop. Um, the home fan base is getting getting bigger every time we play there, um, and I just think you know it'll be really great if many people and they like they enjoy the men's game, which I'm sure they will, and they just stay behind to get right in behind our our team. Absolutely. Final question, Karen. It's probably a silly one, but um, I'm going to ask it anyway. Um, is this the first of many? You hope. 
Oh, I mean, it would be incredible if it was. I mean, I think I think everybody's got a responsibility within the game as a whole, like regardless of gender, to be just pushing rugby full stop. Because, you know, I want us to get to a point where we're not talking about men and women's rugby. We're actually talking about just rugby and rugby players and, and our athletes. So um, I think, will it open the door? I'd like to think so. I think the future is really bright. It would love to, it'd be fantastic if we could, you know, we could move in and build onto a platform where there's a European competition just like the guys. So um, I think the more we can do of it and the fact that Leinster have just been as positive as Harlequins have been and, you know, we, we share all some of, some of the main corporate commercial sponsors. So I think it'd be really great. Oh, great stuff. We're, look, we're thoroughly looking forward to it, looking forward to, to being down there with you. And uh, in the meantime, uh, great great to chat to you, as always. Have a really, really good Christmas, and uh, I look forward to seeing you at uh, HQ at the weekend. Fantastic, and the beers will be on you, Johnny. Oh, great stuff. Cheers, Ken. Oh, I'll hold you to that. <laughs> Cheerio. Great stuff. Thanks so much. I'm Mohan, and you're listening to the Women's Rugby Pod. But that's all from us this week, Berth. Enjoy the game on Saturday. See you there and have a very, very happy Christmas. Yeah, season greetings to you, Johnny. And you can have another one of those mince pies for me. Oh, bless you. (laughs) Well, I won't be taking things too easy because there is no rest for the WRP. Of course not. We're back again next week, aren't we? Yes, next week we'll have a very special New Year's edition when we take a look back at the whole of 2019 with the help of Ali Donnelly. Yes, that's right. Ali Donnelly from Scrum Queen's website. And between us, we'll select our 15s team of the year and make our New Year's wishes for the game in 2020. I'd just love to say thank you to Seni Naipu, to Karen Finley, and to you, Berth, my pod bud. want to say a huge thank you to listening to us in 2019, but please remember to subscribe and why not make your family and friends subscribe this year? Wash around the table with the turkey out. Rate us, give us a star rating. And check us out on Twitter and Instagram at Pod Women's Rugby. And remember, whatever you're doing to support the women's game, wherever you are, keep it up. A very, very Merry, Merry Christmas, Christmas to, to you all. all. That was cheesy as hell. <laughs>